Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, you know your problem? You keep it all in Mark Haynes. I do, but I'm going to let it out now. <laughs> Wrestle me, Peter! He's <laughs> oh, been sick bird blood all down his front. Oh, <laughs> gross. We're uh, back. We're Wrestle Me in. We're doing uh, Crowd Jewel 2019. Yeah. So I just thought last episode, we did say uh, two episodes ago that last episode might have been the 200th. And then we yeah, forgot to, we mention, forgot it to mention it in the two. So if it was, if it wasn't, yeah. so did, did we delete shows? We did. Does the duplicate um, SummerSlam '92, '93? Does that count mm. as an episode? No, know. that was out on the Patreon. Oh, so yeah, 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 this is just on main. Shall I mean, we just celebrate the 200th Patreon episode? Do you know what would be hilarious? <laughs> let's, let's take the first one away. Let, let's right. take WrestleMania like one part mm. one away. Yeah, okay. just just to make it just line up. That, that's line in up. no way making like my eye twitch <laughs> with like an OCD thing that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome back. Uh, we're doing Crown Jewel 2019. Uh, it's it's just a shit fest. It's just a shit fest. <laughs> a fun shit fest at times, though. It um, is. Yeah, it's mm. it's not a show that you can hate. But you can, mm. it's certainly, uh, it's just uneven. Rey Mysterio, we're kicking off this show with Rey Mysterio doing a speech almost entirely in Spanish, apart from the words, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, I like Rey Mysterio talking more often in, um, yes. in, in Spanish. I like anything that sort of goes, there are people all over the world watching. Yes. Rather than just sort of a generic, bland, you know, white, Euro, white Americano. Man, yeah, yeah I, I like all that. I think it works much better. Um, we are going to see exactly that in action, the whole idea of it being a worldwide yes. uh, creation, which is uh, the third match, Cesaro versus Mansoor. Oh, if you are ever... I love Cesaro. I think he's fantastic. Mm. I've never seen a shitty match. I think he... And, and, and in this match, he works so very hard at putting over Mansoor he and does, he yeah. and he, he manoeuvres himself into places where uh, other wrestlers probably wouldn't and he'd make Mansoor look worse. He's brilliant in this and I and I, I love him a lot. Um, but if you need to know how much uh, the company fucking care for Cesaro, Cesaro's walking is is just uh, a chance for the commentary team to talk about um, Corey Graves' new podcast. Yes. And it's like... Isn't it? It's fucking... He's one of the best guys on the fucking Raw. I'd love him. I know. I, I, oh. He also... Uh, you can tell how good he is because he comes in wearing sunglasses. And you yeah. know my rule about wrestlers with sunglasses. <laughs> that is, they wear sunglasses because they're going, I need something to zhuzh this up. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> sunglasses. Look, yeah. imagine if you could afford a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> but he comes out in this and you go, yeah, he is the first modern era wrestler who wears that. And you go, that does fit with whatever look he's doing. He's doing a bit of Jason Statham playing a policeman. He does. He's yeah, the Statham thing I should play <laughs> up on. I like the bit where he was like the Swiss James Bond. Mm. I think that was a great look where he'd yeah. come in in a suit and he'd 
tear it off, but not like a Chippendale. No. That was the key. He, he, he did it like a Swiss... James, James Bond. James Bond, like he had to take, he had to go jump into a pool exactly to rescue that. a treasure chest. <laughs> uh, don't watch a lot of James Bond. Treasure chest full of women's Tits. legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with what the obviously you're absolutely right. I mean, they give this match to Cesaro because they know this will be the best match that Mansoor can have mm. because he's up against probably one of the best professional wrestlers that they have mm. uh, at this time and pretty much they have had over the last decade. Um, Mansoor is from Riyadh uh, mm. in Saudi Arabia. Um, he was signed to a WWE contract in 2018 at a tryout they had in Saudi Arabia after the um, Greatest Royal Rumble show, which was the first Saudi show. Um, that... they, they must have been so happy with that. They oh, must yeah. have been that he had any kind Completely, of... Good-looking, yeah. tall, rangy, good. Yeah, I mean, that is the story, Pete. <laughs> oh, right. That's the story oh, that Mark. they put forward. Oh, shit. Um, from 2015 to 2018, uh, Mansoor was working the Californian Independence uh, under the name Manny Faberino. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Um, in 2017, I noticed he lost matches to Shoop Shellhammer, Steve the Cockfighter, and Drugs Bunny. Um, Drugs Bunny's tagline, right. the rabbit with a habit. Uh, oh, Mark! <laughs> right, stop the show. I want to watch some Drugs Bunny matches. Um, Manny Faberino, <laughs> aka Mansour, he took part in shows that had names like Hood Slams, Fuck the Fans 8... <laughs> Uh, and Stony use Blunt for Red October. N- none of this <laughs> uh, forms part, if you like, of his official WWE biography. Mm. Um, he was found in, in Riyadh, uh, where he never had taken pl- part in shows that referenced drug use um, <laughs> or, or obscenity. Oh, mate, um, drugs but, yeah. bunny is good. Sorry. Oh, Look my. But why isn't this guy performing in Saudi Arabia? I know. He's, his sort of thing is that he's just constantly dropping big packets of cocaine. <laughs> Always got cork on the floor. Um, he's got, why like, didn't my go- image search him before? I, I know. I got like, the word drugs bunny, and I was like, that is all I need. That is as far as my... Interest has taken. We were me. busy. What a fucking moron. We were busy. So he's this amped up, cocked up kind of guy in a stripy fedora, <laughs> covered in cork, <laughs> and with little bunny ears coming out the top. Smashing. Could have been me. Just he says, could have been me. I remember Mansoor. Um, <laughs> that is the reality of, of what happened with Mansoor. But he does do this this tryout. He is, I believe, originally from Saudi Arabia. Right. Um, whether or not I think he was probably born in America although his mm. Wikipedia does list his birthplace as being Riyadh. Um, well, it, it, it seems see certainly... lasted it in that entry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, M- Manny Faberino, um, I mean, uh, that is very much a, a gimmick that you do when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but he joined NXT in September 2018 after they'd made this big thing about saying he was picked up at the Saudi Arabian tryout. Um, he loses lots and lots of matches. Mm. He wins some against people on a similar level, but he's doing the house shows and training. Um, what happens is at the Super Showdown show this year, he wins a 51-man battle royal in front mm. of the Saudi crowd. And the reaction is just insanely big. Yeah. Um, the He goes back to the uh, US, continues to lose loads and loads of NXT <laughs> matches at house shows. Um, he loses some on TV. And then he's on this show. Yeah. Um, so they only care about Mansoor when he's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. At which point they sort of go, he's basically Hulk Hogan. <laughs> When he goes back, they're like he's basically the Italian stallion. You know, there is there is a real big change when they when they when it, just by flying halfway across the world. Mm. Now he is a a good wrestler. He's absolutely you know it's a slight annoying thing where you go when they do put him in that position, he performs mm. at that level, and you go wow if you did that with everyone, if you imagine giving everyone a chance to show what they could do in front of crowds, um, what is annoying of course about Mansoor is because you see the way that that works. 
what he is is he's too heavily a political tool yeah. to appeal to the Saudi Arabian audience for these shows. Um, I did notice there are five shows left on the WWE deal. And I was thinking he must be slightly shitting himself that they're not going to be renewed. Um, you begin sort of thinking, well, you know, are they going to get, you know, what, what, what are they going to do with him? You know, mm. is he just going to be this thing on the show? What they have done is since November 2019, he hasn't lost a single match, even in the US. Right. So they do seem to be building him and building him and building him to be a big star, even if those big matches only happen at Saudi Arabia. Um, he has had a two-year winning streak of 44 matches, um, not necessarily against big TV names or anything, but he's had wins against uh, Akira Tozawa, Cedric Alexander, and Drew Gulak recently. So he's got people noticed this big win streak he was on. And they're like, mm. wow, it's like the new Goldberg. Two years undefeated. <laughs> um, in May, they moved him to Raw where in his first match, he lost to Sheamus by disqualification. <laughs> Again, they'd sort of fallen into this thing that was a you know, a gimmick. Mm. They'd done it. And then on the first night in, you go, he loses disqualification. The whole thing's gone. If they had Taker nowadays, they'd be like, they'd fuck it up. They'd fuck completely, it up. completely. They, they lucked into Panic. that. They Panic. lucked into that. And again, they thought about ending that again and again yeah. and again. Let's mm. have Edge end it. You know, let's have CM Punk end it. Continually getting <laughs> it wrong. Um, the The... The reality is, uh, I think in today's modern wrestling, it doesn't matter whether or not he loses or wins in America. No one cares. Mm. He's not at level. He wins all this, and he's probably got a longer win streak than anyone else, but they're not ever giving him a title shot for anything. <laughs> they're not putting him against stars. So there is a sense that they're building him for Saudi Arabia, but they're doing that by putting him against people no one cares either way. Mm. So um, interesting about Mansoor, he provided the voice of Cole Quinn, who is the main character in the 2K19 uh, franchise is my career mode. Oh, interesting. He, he did that in uh, 2K19 and 2K20. Um, and in 2017, at Shia LaBeouf, when Donald Trump was elected, he put on a, a, a performance art installation and it was called He Will Not Divide Us. Um, at, at, you could find it online at hewillnotdivideus.us. Mm. Uh, and it, what it was was they wanted people to face a camera and continually say the lines, He Will Not Divide Us. Um, and it would just stream for the whole of Donald Trump's presidency. Yeah. Now, like most art exhibitions, you sort of go, yeah, that didn't happen. It did. <laughs> On the day that Joe Biden was inaugurated, they finally stopped it. Right. And it had been running at New York's Museum of the Moving Image, where people just would look into the camera as they went past and go, he will not divide us, he will not divide us. Um, Shia LaBeouf often seems a bit of a joke. Mm. Um, problematic problematic as well. Yeah. Um, but... I think it's actually not bad art. I quite no. like that. The fact yeah. it was done brilliant. Well, do you remember he, he set up that shop and you could just go in and he was just there? Yeah. I, I mean, bold. And, you <laughs> yeah. know, interesting, interesting ideas yeah. about art. And people tend to go, that's not art. My kid could do that. He kid couldn't do it. Mm. Um, but he's done it. And I sort of go, that's great. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to watch four years of it um, in retrospect, <laughs> sit down and go, yeah, it was really good art. I'm really enjoying this. Um, but um, Mansour is one of the guys who turned up to do some uh, bits and bobs. Mm. And... During his time on the stream, he wore an eye patch and sang Snake Eater, the opening theme to the 2004 video game Metal Gear Solid 3, <laughs> Snake Eater, and then reenacted the opening scene to the 2012 film The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, hang on. His job was to turn up and do the... Oh, is this separate to the... He no, the I'm not sure he that Shia got... LaBeouf wanted Mansoor to, to do, do that. that. I think Mansoor was uh, overstepping the line, to be, to be brutally frank. <laughs> Start singing fucking oh. Metal Gear Solid 3 theme tunes. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to be making a political point. Um, <laughs> not, not acting The Dark Knight Rises because hey, there's a camera there. Hedor Kojima knows what he's doing, all right? <laughs> what I like about Mansoor, if you Google him, uh, you know, like when Google sets, I was, um, gives you a... People also ask these things about yeah. Mansoor. Top four. Uh, first one is Mansoor in, still in WWE. <laughs> Number two, how old is Mansoor? 
and then it completely loses focus because clearly they're the only two questions anyone's asked about Mansoor. <laughs> Who was the number one wrestler in WWE? And uh, is WWE Asuka uh, married? <laughs> <That's how you> <laughs> what is the answer to number four? Uh, I don't know, to I be honest. need to know. Jeez. <laughs> Somebody must be holding the camera in our YouTubes. That's all I'm saying. I never thought of that. Yeah. Better be that dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Universal champion. I mean, I mean, Mansoor wins. Yes. Uh, obviously, mm. uh, he's not going to lose on this night. No. Bit of a change in WWE policy because when they used to do uh, the shows in the 90s and they'd have the British Bulldog on the card, uh, very famously, uh, I think the one night only in 1997, they had a, a European title match for the inaugural European belt. Mm. And it was between the British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels <laughs> backstage kicked such a stink up that the Bulldog lost in front of his home crowd for the European title. What is the point? And after what that, they I were do? like, oh, I like that when, the, when the, the the fans all want that guy to win. It's funny when he doesn't. <laughs> and so they always did that. So it's been a long time since hometown heroes mm. uh, actually go over at shows. Right. But obviously here, they were like, well, the Saudi Arabian people, you know, they probably don't want to see their hometown boy being crushed mm. continuously. So uh, he goes over Cesaro. And as you say, Cesaro does a great job. You know, no, no one could have done a better job. No. But Mansell comes out of it looking really good. He's, just, 20, he's 24, 25. I know, like he's, he's I know. good. He's alright for that. Give, so young. give those people with potential time in the <laughs> ring with people like Cesaro yeah. and give them a decent amount of time. Mm. I always find one of the real problems, and it's certainly you see it in this show, is, is they sort of have that thing of going, big stars like Randy Orton would always get 20 minutes, you know, and, and great people like Lucha House Party will always get five. Yeah. You know, it, apart from the fact there's two of them and they could do twice as much, you know, it just it just seems mad. I'd like to see more young people get more time. Mm. Now now I know WWE listen to this podcast. Yeah. I, I don't. They listen but, to us, two men in the 40s now. Yeah. I mean, you know, Jesus Christ. It, it's so... <laughs> I do I do think this period is, is a funny period for me because this is a period where I actually find some of it really hard to watch because the decisions they make and the blanding and the beijing out of it. Mm. And things are never... You know, when you can look at a card and you know how long each match is going to be, essentially by where it is in the in the card itself. Mm. You know, it, it just it's frustrating. It's too formulaic. Um, it, it, the Mansour thing feels like a throwback because you have a hometown hero winning against someone who's really technical and good. But it's nice to see someone that you don't often see doing twenty minutes do twenty minutes. Mm. You know, I enjoyed that a lot more. Um, then you get a little uh, Seth Rollins promo uh, mentioning that coming up he will be defending his Universal title against Bray Wyatt. And he's burned down a fun fair. <laughs> like, I can't what? believe I did that. I, I heard, don't do it then. I heard that fucking little bit where he comes out and he's like, this is coming. And I, my heart sank. I was just, <laughs> I mean, it's just like someone coming up and sort of going, you know, oh, you know, you know, by the way, that you're sitting at home and your dog's 13. I mean, most dogs die at 40. You know, it's just, I felt like that. I was like, oh, this is really sort of taking the wind out my fucking sails. <laughs> Hearing I'm going to be watching The Fiend. Just, oh, bad. Guess what lights we're going to use. <laughs> switch ones. It's the shit. Um, match number four is Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury. Mm. Um, mentioned in the first show, you know, this is very much a, a reaction to how big the 2017 match between Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor has been taking people from legitimate sport against people from other disciplines. Um, that gets mainstream appeal. Mm. Not not sure this really did get mainstream appeal, but certainly it was published. You know, and the Sun did a lot of like you know bits about it. They were excited. Yeah. And what you saw as well is a changing of of people who watch WWE in the old days. Something in the Sun about say Lennox Lewis. Uh, leading out the British Bulldog at SummerSlam 92. Mm. You'd have that going, Lennox flies the flag for the Bulldog. And it would just be full of people going, this is all fake, you know. Don't yeah. you realise it's fake? Yeah. And what but you'd inexplicably, have the... it makes a million dollars. Yeah, or, you know, uh, yeah exactly. Show. And what you'd have with the Tyson Fury thing is on the Sun thing, 
they just go, um, yeah, you know, he he could be a star. He's great on the mic. It's all that sort of thing. And mm. The change in that where people understand what wrestling is is so sort of refreshing and mm. nice. And, of course, it's the thing that appeals to people like, people like Tyson Fury now, which is there isn't that sense that he has to go in there and go, these wrestlers are the toughest people I've ever met. You know, he can just go, <laughs> you know why I'm here. I'm here for the money. I'm here because this looks like a bit of a laugh. It's not like getting punched in the face by a real man. <laughs> and this is all good fun. Um, this was the marquee match that they put on. They mm. didn't have an Undertaker waiting in the wings. They they hadn't set anything up with Goldberg, you know. And pre- he'd obviously had the match uh, the last show that they'd done that had gone so badly wrong the year before. Um, they wanted marquee matches, and actually, Tyson Fury is a really really good choice. Um, he is widely regarded as being an extraordinary boxing talent. He isn't someone who is just like a a mouthy boxer and therefore you know attracts attention. Mm. He is a a sort of a, a, a brilliant. Uh, undefeated boxer in fact he's uh, only ever had one draw he's had 30 wins Um, he is also fascinating off camera because he is a a very impulsive man he is depressive he has talked Mm. about his um, mental health battles um, but he is just incredibly good at boxing yeah Um, he uh, they do call him throughout this they call him the lineal boxing champion um, he didn't have any titles at this point. So in 26, 2015, he defeated Vladimir Klitschko for as many of the belts as there are that sort of make up the boxing title lineage. Is It's like Bill Watts has been in charge of it. <laughs> it. It's split over the years. There's always been competing world championships. There's been attempts to put them together, but there's too much money involved for people to go, yes, let's just have one. Mm. When there's three, you've got three lots of people controlling them, making money out of them. You know, and, and the ability for people to fight. If it goes down to one, there's going to be a lot of people consolidating power, a lot of people put out of it. Right. So th- th- there's no f- like proper feeling within boxing, other than from the fans, to have an actual single champion. So what you have here is you haven't beaten Vladimir Klitschko for, if you like, the, the biggest number of recognised belts. Mm. Um, but in 2016, a year later, he vacated them. He was suffering from mental health issues. It led to alcoholism. He'd been taking uh, drugs recreationally. And he'd had a huge weight increase. And so he was stripped of all of those belts. Uh, In 2020, um, he would challenge for the WBC title against uh, Deontay Wilder. Um, And it was, uh, sorry, 2019. So before this this match, um, he he challenged Deontay Wilder for the WBC title. Um, It was a a shocking comeback in that it ended in a draw. Mm. And people were sure he wasn't going to win. Since then, he won two more matches and he was just continually on the up. And he was uh, lined up for a rematch against Deontay Wilder, which people thought was going to be a very hard match for him to win, considering he'd had a draw in his comeback. Um, And that is the point where, before that happens, he decides to step in and take part in a WWE event. Um, There were... People thought he was idiotic within boxing <laughs> to suddenly just go, well, I'm preparing for this you know, fight with uh, Deontay Wilder in five months' time, but I'm going to go and have a little bit of fun in WWE. Hmm. Um, a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Forbes put it, um, trooping on over on the WWE bus to Mohammed bin Salman's Saudi Arabia, Jamal Khashoggi's murder and the Yemen war be damned, for an exquisitely mega-hyped WWE match is apparently what it takes for an in- reported $15 million interim payday. The money was amazing. Mm. Um, he uh, had built this up by appearing on SmackDown in the crowd. Uh, there had been a bit where Braun Strowman had thrown Dolph Ziggler into him and he'd sort of jumped the rails, had to be held back, mm. while jo- Braun Strowman sort of laughed. He'd gone, ah, ha, 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 you think I'd come to I just came here to watch this, actually. Yeah. And Tyson Fury demands an apology mm. and Strowman just goes, ah, ha, ha. This is the weirdest period of Braun Strowman, where they try and make him into a cocky, cool face <laughs> that you're supposed to go, yeah, I, I like wrestling, yeah. so the wrestler is my hero, and look how cool he is about the boxer. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm laughing in your face. But... He looks demented, Ron Strowman, when he's doing this. Yeah. He's really frightening. He's really, mm. I don't like it at all. And when he, he's coming out smiling and looking confident and everything, you just sort of go, he looks like he's lost his mom. <laughs> why, why you'd make Braun Strowman, you'd go, let's make him a face. Let's make him a baby face. You look at him and you just go, just keep him as a monster. Yeah. Have a monster fight Tyson Fury. It's mm. fine. He's called the monster among men. You don't need to have him being the fun, happy monster <laughs> among men. It's just nonsense. Um, Tyson Fury, nicknamed the, the Gypsy King, mm. 
that is a fucking wrestling gimmick. I mean, that yeah. really is. Nobody's done that, but paying tribute to that sort of traveling community, um, bare knuckle boxing tradition, that sort of, you know, fighting in britches, yeah. you know, that I think, you know, Tyson Fury taps into. It's thrilling. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's got that sort of peaky blinders element, I think you would present it with nowadays, mm. you know, that would really work. Instead, what happens is because he is the most pro wrestler uh, of, of everyone on the card, he comes out wearing traditional Saudi Arabian gear. He's in a thob, didn't he? It's a thob, Just, a thob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is worth saying, Braun Strowman, they are trying to pitch as the good guy. <laughs> And yet they have Tyson Fury come out and he's like, well, I mean, you well, know, I mean, he's the hometown yeah. hero. <laughs> he, he is like, this, From these Riyadh, are my people. Tyson Fury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, um, it's like Freddie Flintoff briefly living in Dubai. Yeah. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> he that Tyson Fury is, that, yeah. he's, he's hung around the Middle East probably more than anyone else from WWE. Course, yeah. um, out he comes wearing his Thorb. <laughs> I, I looked up the words. Thorb, uh, I think he might have a bisht on. He's certainly got the headdress, which oh, is I, I, a kufia. Uh, a Gutra and an Igal, yeah, which is okay. the, the cold uh, thing. I mean, I'd, I'd love to wear a thob because it just I'd get it gets fat as I want. No, amazing, no, no it? belt, completely white, very slimming. Oh, beautiful! It would be lovely to stand up and leave a building and go outside and just the air. Yeah, just getting you up, up the britches. About, about time men <laughs> allowed to wear lovely skirts, <laughs> lovely stuff. Fury's music sounds like the theme tune to the Close Show. It, it really does. It's, it's like a nineteen-eighties so sort of yeah, exactly magazine show. Yeah, quite sort of jazzy. That sense of when British people used to hear like Saturday Night Live theme. Mm. <laughs> and they're like that is that is good library jazz. <laughs> That is what we'll go for. Um, He does take off his his robes to wrestle in. Might be culturally inappropriate, not sure. (laughs) And he does look a bit gangly. Yeah, compared you, to the wrestlers. Is, yeah, because I mean, I guess he's yeah, because he. That's the thing, though. He's never had the physique of you would expect from a boxer. No, he's that kind of like it, when you get to that weight level, it don't fucking matter. No, <laughs> you're either a good boxer or you're not. No, and again, you know, it's a weird thing where WWE is bringing in these people like you know uh, Cain Velasquez, like Tyson Fury, yeah. where they're saying everything that we've taught you over the years is absolute <laughs> bullshit. bullshit yeah. The, the, the like, hard guys yeah. don't look like this. Like the best baseball guys always have a bit of a gut on them. It's very enjoyable, <laughs> yes. and like one arm's like absolutely pumped up, like yeah, yeah. like 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 old British wrestlers. I mean, mm. you know, the ones who weren't body guys, you mm. know, your Les Kellets and things, <laughs> people who look like your granddad. They were the ones <laughs> the that you had guy. to be really frightened, of yeah, because you know. They, they were could not give a shit, guys. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, he does. He does. This is seen as being a really bad match, right? By and large, people are like, it's, is it because they're both giants and they're just slow, and, and that's kind yeah. of uh, giants cancel each other out. Mm. That's why you do Big Show versus Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, you know, because that is a size disparity that gives a little bit towards the wrestler against the legit athlete, mm. and the legit athlete has to overcome the odds. That mm. is a story. Mm. In this, there's two big guys, and Strowman is a bit bigger than Fury. Um, but they both have the effect of negating the other's main attribute. Um, <laughs> what what you get is, you know, I, you know, Tyson Fury. He's obviously worked really hard at this. He's mm. trained it, and he he does for what is a debut match in a sport that isn't your own. He does a really really yeah, good job. You know, man. he he does he does a sort of a kip up. Uh, holding on to Strowman's arm like Shawn Michaels, you know. Mm. Um, uh, he His selling isn't very good, but he's game. Mm. And he's incredibly unselfish. Mm. So m- a lot of like professional sportsmen will be like, well, I'm not going to have a fake wrestler look like he's harder than me. Yeah, You know, that's damaging to me and I'm legitimate. Mm. And instead what he does is he, he allows Strowman to, you know, he'll give him a load of punches and, and uh, Tyson Fury will be on the floor rolling around, you know, screaming. He sells yeah. really well in parts of this. Um he comes off the ropes appallingly. 
But, you know, again, you know, I think if you'd have seen that, you'd have gone, don't go off the ropes. Don't go off the ropes. Yeah. You can't do it. it. Just, it doesn't, it's not as easy as it looks. Uh, and <laughs> it doesn't look good. Um, uh, there's a bit where sort of like Tyson Fury does an undertake a sit-up. Mm. You slightly get the impression... That's what he's been watching. <laughs> yeah. And someone suggested it to him, but what he doesn't quite know is how to build the drama. It's mm. worth saying the crowd are dead during this. Yeah. I mean, they they don't really know how to how they to enjoyed react the top. They did. They enjoyed but the pebble mill. This music. is a crowd that enjoy the entrances more than anything else. <laughs> yes. When you uh, at least you can say you've seen them. Yeah. And he's sort of like tick mm. and he comes out and then you have to watch it and you're a bit like, oh, get back on my phone. <laughs> um they uh, it, he he struggles to actually connect with the crowd. You know, the timing is is massively off, but that's because it's his debut. Um, Bring Snooky out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I felt this match to me felt like it had been booked, like, covertly for a birthday party for a Saudi prince who had unlimited yes. money. One of those one of those parties that, like, uh, Robbie Williams plays, yeah. an oligarch. And it's a bit like going, I- I've bought 100 swans and one tiger. Yes. And we're going to fight, they're going to fight. <laughs> or, you know, uh, nine dogs and, you know, three pumas. You know, just sort of weird combinations of stuff. Um, it, it, this ends with uh, Strowman, uh, who, I mean, Strowman does this stupid thing where he runs around the ring and they do quite like that. Yeah, because um, it's slapstick and silly. It's slapstick. Yeah. And, you know, Tyson Fury takes it each yeah. time. You know, he does really, you know, I was really amazed watching this back, how unselfish <laughs> he is. Yeah. Um, and anyway, what happens is at the end, Strowman is coming into the ring and Tyson Fury punches him and uh, Braun Strowman is counted out. Um, and that is, you know, it smacks massively of a compromise that they couldn't quite, you know, that both people want to be on top. Yeah. Um, which is compared to, for example, the Floyd Mayweather Big Show match, which is as good an example of celebrity booking as you'll ever see, you know, where they had a definitive end. Mm. Um, it really worked. This is, again, it just talks of agents having long back and forth email chains yeah. with WWE. Well, this will happen like this. Well, I'm, I haven't got everything that I want, but that's kind of an agent's thing, yeah. isn't it? I'll get so, some of the stuff. And, you know, so so Tyson can say he won the match, yeah. uh, but the WWE star will go, well, I didn't actually get pinned or lose in my mm. own game. It's just a bit sort of, you know, uh, and, uh, <laughs> Strowman then at the end gives him a power slam yeah. uh, in the ring to sort of go, Wrestling is wrestling better. is the best one. <laughs> you know, even though you're the legitimate lineal boxing champion, uh, wrestling is the best one. And uh, what happened at the time, very heavily criticised, is that Strowman left, left the ring and Fury got straight back up mm. after the power slam and didn't really sell it. Yeah, but I think he was going. Well, he's gone now, he's gone so now, I so get up, don't I? You know, yeah. and he and he's standing there, sort of shouting and drawing in the ring. What what is funny about this is, you know, he is such a big star mm. uh, in the legitimate, you know, sports world that WWE have always kept him around. He's been backstage at shows. Mm. There's always been he's going to do something with Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre pushes and pushes and pushes this in any British interview he does, that they want to do a huge British pay-per-view show, which will be headlined by McIntyre versus Tyson Fury. Right. Um, I, I've always been really anti it because I'm sort of like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't need to see another. I just want to see a wrestling match. Get me two of the best wrestlers yes. and ha- let them have a match. Mm. But actually, there's a part of me after watching this, I was like, I do like Tyson Fury. I, mm. I, I like his gameness. I like how generous he was. Mm. And I and I, I just don't see what the end result is. Do it on the London Eye. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. Um, look, you know, I, I just... I, I, also, I was watching Strowman, and obviously Strowman is one of the people who surprisingly was let go in the last uh, round of mm. rally cards. And I did look at that, and I did sort of think, yeah, I don't know what he is. He he he's never going to be the big baby face, mm. you know. He's probably had too many face runs, a bit like the Big Show, 
to actually be seem like a big villain anymore. Mm. And it did seem when he was doing this bit with with Tyson Fury, it sort of seemed like, oh, it could have been anyone else and mm. it would have been more fun. Yeah. And his sort of, you know, half babyface, half madman thing, you begin going, yeah, maybe he's sort of, maybe he's not as diverse <laughs> at covering all the angles as, you know, you'd hope he would be. Um, but yeah, he, he oddly, watching it the second time round, having, you know, absolutely thought it was shit the first time round, I actually, you know, came out going, I think Tyson Fury is the good parts of this match. Yeah. And I think Braun Strowman, oddly, is the bits that aren't as good. Interesting. Yes. I'm just worth saying, Pete, this ends with a great ad for WWE 2K20. Listen, I mean, good good bits and bad bits. The advert was very good. The advert? The, the game. You see Hogan versus Austin. You see Hart versus Michaels. Yep. Um, there is Ultimate Warrior's Ice Fountain. Um, it is exactly what I want from WWE. Mm-hmm. And it's what you get when an external company is allowed, <laughs> God, what's good about WWE? This is allowed to present it to you. Yeah, I I cannot wait until this company is sold <laughs> to someone to who knows any the other buyer. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so much fucking better. Uh, well, another show down. Um, uh, you, you you can't disagree with you that. Can't disagree with that. You could, can't be 200. With that. 200, 400, 201, 201. could be two hundred. Two hundred one. Two hundred one. Two hundred one. Could be. No, we could have. Get, we could get away with just doing it next pay per view. Because they wouldn't, nobody would know. Nobody would question right, it. True. Because oh. wrestling fans aren't known for counting, for, for, <laughs> for picking you up on things and facts. And, no, that is true. Yeah, no. Everyone does it very nicely <laughs> when I get things wrong. Um, I, 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 I was actually I mean, doing a football podcast. Yeah. And then one about Japan as well. Like people pick you up very easily. Wrestling fans are actually, because it's, you know, 80% lads. I mean, Fuck, they are nice. Yeah, absolutely. Grown-up you know, people. You like understand. You gotta, you gotta not care too much if you. I mean, you sit through a lot of crap. Um, it is worth saying. I did. I, I cannot remember whether. Yes, I can. I think uh, Fury went on to win that match against Deontay Wilder. So I think right. he got that belt back. Okay. So I think he's even yeah, bigger he's, a star. Yeah, he's up. Yeah, he's up than there, he was when he yeah. did this. Mm. God bless him. I like him. Yeah. Is his son Tommy Fury? Yes, I believe so. What, what yes. does his son do? Is he a boxer as well? I think he was. He's a boxer, but he, he was, was on, on Love, Love Island. Island. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, because because Daddy Fury, he or is it his cousin or something? Either way, his he is. Uh, he, he says some problematic things, but he, he's a man who's grown up in a certain um, with a certain level of education. You would yeah. imagine. Yeah, he's a boxer for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you don't. Uh, I, uh, oh fuck! I was going to tell he's you. He's not polished. I was. I walked past. I come into your office today, and mm. I walked past a, a bloke who was raining, and he had an umbrella mm. that said uh, Oxford University Boat Club. Right. And I thought, what a fucking flex. That you want people to know that you went to Oxford University, and but you're you, in the book. you don't want them to think for a minute you got there through a scholarship or something. <laughs> you you want to make it clear. You want to make it clear that you are from that social caste. <laughs> uh, and I looked at that and I thought, well, bad luck, mate. You ended up in Ivory, haven't you? Yeah. You know, you haven't done that well. Yeah. I, <laughs> I end up the line bike. Ooh, ooh, get one of them to get home. <laughs> Rubbish. What oh, a dickhead. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I severely hope that Tommy Fury hits that man in the face. Uh, look. We're going to be back next week because that's what we do. Yeah. We come back next week. Yeah. And um, we're going to be talking more about Crown Jewel 2019. What's coming up? Oh, we're going to be meeting Umberto Carrillo. Pinfalls. <laughs> Singles matches. Wow. The United States Championship. I like this menu, this rundown Everything. menu. Everything. Uh, and also, um, that fucking fiend thing. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete.
Wrestle Me is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 